so instead of using super gray colors that tend to be more on the blue side, try some of the warmer colors that are influenced by red and yellow and apply that to the surfaces in your home. This is the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan, where we interview local real estate investors and professionals to go over tips, tricks, and investing strategies to help you learn about the business and to enable you to achieve your financial goals. And now, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Today we have Dora Tam. Dora is an interior designer and stager with 365 Staging in San Jose. In this episode, Dora will give us the inside scoop on the design trends for 2020 and how we should remodel our flips. If you're like me and have no eye for design, then you need to listen to this episode. If you're new to this podcast, subscribe to the show and leave a review. We release episodes every Wednesday and Sunday and release the show notes on our site, everythingrei.com slash podcast. By the way, if you need help financing your next real estate project, check out Conventus Lending. Conventus is the best hard money lender with amazing rates and incredible service. I've used them for years and they've always been incredibly easy to work with. If you need a hard money loan, contact me at sean at everythingrei.com to get $1,000 off of your processing fee. And if you want to know the secrets of how investors in the Bay Area are making huge profits in one of the most expensive markets in the world, download the free Ultimate Bay Area Investing Handbook on our website, everythingrei.com. Enjoy. All right, Dora, thank you so much for being on the show today. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hi, I'm Dora Tam with 365 Staging, your complete home selling solution. So we've been in business for going on our fourth year now. So we're really excited about that. And a lot of people are very interested in knowing and also surprised to hear that we have staged over 1500 homes in less than three years. So we've um, had a really great business and great partnerships. Not only do we do staging, but we help real estate agents with a variety of things that take away their time from marketing and selling homes and working with buyers and sellers. So we, in addition to the staging, help with handyman services, house cleaning, then the staging. We have a professional photographer who takes some beautiful photos. We create a marketing link with a video. And we even provide free social media marketing. And our newest offering is marketing flyers. Perfect. And since you've been in so many homes over the past three years, I'm sure you've seen many different design trends. And that's actually why I wanted to bring you on the show today to tell us more about the design trends for 2020. Absolutely. Yes. And we have seen a lot of uh, homes lately that are with a lot of gray surfaces, such as the walls the floors, the cabinets, and even countertops. So we're seeing a lot of gray upon gray and some very cool colors, which are related to more of the blue colors. And one of my jobs as an interior designer is to keep in touch with all of the latest interior design trends. And usually we're lucky enough to see things uh, several months ahead of all the consumers because We study this subject all the time. And of course, we go to the trade shows uh, so we can see what's coming. And uh, one of the things that I like to share that I think people can use immediately is to start using some warmer colors. So we are seeing colors that are uh, more in the beiges. So you haven't seen a lot of beige in a while. So that is a coming trend. So instead of using super gray colors, that tend to be more on the blue side, 
try some of the warmer colors that are influenced by red and yellow and apply that to the surfaces in your home. So you can still have a warmer color in the flooring, for instance, and still have a little bit of a gray wash to it. So you'll see that trending in the flooring companies as you're shopping for new floors, like the wood wood products, for instance, or the laminate floors. So start looking along those lines and start incorporating some of the beige colors into your decor. And what about for the trim? Is uh, Swiss coffee still a very popular choice? Yes, that is my number one white color for trims, moldings, interior doors, and of course, the ceilings. So we still want to keep everything what I call light, bright, and airy, uh, which are like the my theme words when you come to, you know, staging. People like to see bright spaces. So all the colors that you use are still going to be on the lighter side than what we might do for a custom interior design. For instance, One of the other trends that is coming is what we call dark and moody colors. Now, that is fabulous if you want a really cozy environment, but I really recommend that more for people that are, you know, buying their dream home versus using that kind of theme with dark walls, dark finishes in your staging. You're talking about like the fixtures, you want like the handlebars to be like that dark bronze color? Yeah, so actually with the dark and moody trend, it's a lot of dark wall colors, dark floors again, dark woods, and then highlighted with metallic accents. So it's really beautiful. It's a very sexy look. But with staging and preparing the home for sale, uh, we usually go the opposite direction, which is try to make the home more light and color, you know, more bright so that you don't have some dark colors. And, you know, that's also what I call very personal decision. So with staging, we want to have a depersonalized space so that everybody likes it. Yeah. You want to make it as neutral as possible, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And what I like about, you know, the color trend of going slightly warmer with the color scheme is that you can put some cool colors in your accents, for instance, like the decor as you're using in staging, but it'll also appeal to people that like warm colors. And, you know, we do have a lot of like Asian, Indian, Hispanic clients out here, and they tend to like the warmer colors better as far as, you know, what their culture is and the type of decor they like. So now with, you know, the certain colors that we can choose, like I have two favorite paint colors, for instance. And the great thing about this is it's not a white color. So they do add a, you know, like a sophisticated touch to the walls. But when you put warm color accessories or cool color accessories, everything goes together. So they're a very neutral color. So I like to use Malibu Beige from Kelly Moore. That is a taupe color. So that totally goes with the trends. So it's a beige gray. So that's what you call it, or some people call it a grayish. So that's a taupe color. That is a really great neutral. The other neutral that works with everything is Snip of Tannin, also by Kelly Moore. And that is a light beige color. So we can put anything with those colors. And that's why I only recommend those two colors when you're selecting your paint colors. And those are for the walls, right? Correct. Okay, cool. And I know some apartment complexes, they like to put like an accent wall or like a bright red wall or bright blue wall. Does that fly here in the Bay Area for like an actual house that you want to sell? 
Yeah. So as a custom interior designer, I did, you know, accent walls all the time. However, I do think that it's a very personalized touch. So once again, you know, distinguishing between a custom interior design that you would want for a buyer versus trying to appeal to everybody. Staging, I call it design for the masses. So I would stay away from an accent color wall because that tends to be a very personal choice and not everybody's going to like that color. The other reason is for staging, I like to have one color all the way throughout the house from room to room to room. So it actually makes you think that the house is bigger and there's a harmony as you flow from room to room versus doing you know one color that not everybody's going to like on one wall. So I definitely recommend just one color all the way through. And what about for the bathrooms? Do you have a separate color for bathroom walls? Uh, no, nope. I just go ahead and uh, use the same color. And usually, of course, you use the semi-gloss paint for that type of surface. But I think when you're staging the home, when we're bringing in accessories, for instance, we're going to bring that touch of color to the space. So one of our strategies, of course, is to make the space look as big as possible and also create a harmonious design all the way throughout the house. So it's very consistent. So we like to use one accent color all the way throughout the house. And again, that's usually that Swiss coffee white. Okay, so these would be like for accessories, like the art pieces, the pillows, florals, things like that. Uh, so we're going to have all these related colors go from room to room to room. It creates a very harmonious feeling. And as people walk through, they think the house is actually bigger than it really is. And I'll tell you where I got that trick. I have walked through many, you know, the builder homes where they spend a lot of money on designing those homes. And I used to go through those and think, wow, these houses seem huge. Then I look at the square footage and say, what? It's only 1,200 square feet. How come it looks so big? And then I realized just looking at the strategy is that they took one color scheme, like one accent color, put it in every single room. And that's what tricked me into thinking that the house is actually bigger. So we've used that strategy very successfully throughout the Silicon Valley and people really love it. So it's worked very successfully for us. Yeah, that's really smart. And I noticed by walking through these new construction townhomes, especially here in Mapis and San Jose, they actually have a really high ceilings as well. So it makes it feel like, ooh, I have a very big spot, even though, like you said, the square footage is really small. Exactly. It's a great trick. Yeah. And you mentioned like gloss. You know, painting is such a difficult challenge because not only do you need the color, but you need the different level of shininess to it, right? Like there's a dull satin and then there's a shiny glossy. How do you pick between that level of shininess? Yeah, I personally like eggshell because it's a very practical finish. Like we got a lot of young families buying homes out here and, you know, they'll have pets, they have messy kids and it just makes the walls easy to keep clean. So on a practical consideration, I love the sem the eggshell and also it just has a slight sheen. So it's very appealing. Now, if you just want to save a couple of bucks, go ahead and do flat because that's what everybody expects. And of course, that looks fabulous as well. But if you want to make a you know really family-friendly home and be able to point that out to your buyers, you can say, hey, I did an eggshell finish on this wall. It's going to be very family-friendly. Do you have any comments on the texture for the walls? I know some people like it you know, super smooth, but that costs a lot of money. 
Yes, yes. I think that it's pretty much an expected thing to have a slight texture on the wall. And of course, that makes everything easier for the uh, people doing the remodels instead of having the super, super flat wall. We in California in general don't use a lot of wallpaper. And so it's more like an East Coast and Midwest thing where they use a lot of wallpaper. So really only in those situations, you're going to want that super flat wall. Really? I actually thought they want the flat wall just because like it looks super sleek. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. But I think most of us can live with the, you know, just a slight texture on the wall. Cool. Uh, what about for outside paint colors? Yeah. So the outside paint colors, I like to have some kind of relationship of the exterior paint color with the finishes that you choose on the interior. So what I've seen is like sometimes people do a remodel on the inside and then they kind of forget to do the outside or don't think about the outside. And then you, you know, look at the first impression as you come in, you think it's going to be one way and then you walk in and it looks completely different. So to me, there's not a harmony there. So I think it's really nice to try to relate the colors. If you're going to go with more cool colors, for instance, have that extend not only from the inside, but also to the exterior of the house and same with some of the warmer colors just so you have that harmony of feeling. And people, you know, I think that it's kind of a subtle thing, but it really works. It just creates an emotion by having everything feel like it goes together. I know for a long time, people were just making gray boxes everywhere. Everyone wanted gray, gray, gray. Do you have a specific color that you would recommend people, just like how you recommended that they should choose like a grayish color on the inside? Yeah. So I think still for selling the home, you know, a lot of people like to look at the kitchen first, right? So I don't think the white cabinets, which many of us have used with the gray interiors is really ever going to go out of style. You cannot go wrong with white cabinets. And also people are definitely liking some of the like quartz products for the countertops. So that's always a really great practical choice and it looks fabulous. So those are some things that I think will stick around. And for those countertops, I know they have different variations, especially with color. Do you recommend just like that giant one, like white slab with that little gray, uh, like stripe in the middle of it? Oh, it looks fabulous. I, I love that. But also they have, I've seen some that are just amazing where they have seashells in them. So there's a little bit of a sparkle of like an abalone shell. And that also coincides with another very popular trend that's been going on for several years now. So that countertop I've seen with a little bit more of the beige color, once again, but also a huge trend for the last few years is anything doing with nature. People always want to think about, you know, sustainable materials, but also evoke this feeling of nature around them. So they like, you know, some rustic woods, which are really, you know, hot for interior design. They like to use natural materials such as jute rugs, you know, sort of like that straw, like a texture. So it kind of feels like a beachy environment. So they're liking things like that. And even the color green, which you think of in, you know, the forest or the jungle is a trending color as well. So that's something that I don't think is going to go away because more and more people are aware of, you know, environmental concerns and they care about the environments and they want to feel like they're living in this beautiful natural environment. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen some like shelves where it's just a giant piece of wood and some metal bars to hold it. And those things look great. It's like that contemporary modern style. And as far as the green, uh, do you just put something like, like a fake plant as your green? Yes, that could certainly work. But also we're starting to see more green accessories. So, you know, beautiful vases with the green color art showing, you know, a beautiful giant leaf. You're also seeing, you know, like baskets and things that have a rougher texture. So anything that makes you think of the outdoors, you're seeing that being very trendy with interior design. Now, if you really want to go really far with green, you can even do a green sofa. We're starting to see green fabric, which could be a tough one for some people to live with. So if you like green, but you don't like green that much, I would suggest doing that on a pillow instead of the whole sofa. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to countertops, I know you have some choices between rounded corners and sharp corners. Do you have any opinions on that? Not really. I think, you know, to make it a little more family friendly, you might want some of the rounder corners so that kids don't hit themselves. So I think that would be one of the major concerns, especially since it seems like most of the houses we stage, uh, everybody wants to make it as family friendly as possible. So parents might be looking out for something like that. Mm, it's good to know. I thought they would care more about the style because I think the round corners don't look that good. They look like, yeah, whatever, they look weird. But yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just like a slight bevel would be good. But yeah, what I hate to see is like when you go into a beautiful house and they have those corner protectors everywhere and that's never that attractive. Right. And have you seen that styles differ between, let's say, some of the more affluent neighborhoods like in Los Altos or Palo Alto versus somewhere like in San Jose? Yeah, so I would say like some of the places that have a little more high-end design, you see some really cool backsplashes. So one of the big trending things with backsplashes is mixed media. So mixed media is where you're using different types of material. So it's not just like a stone or a ceramic tile. It's that plus maybe a piece of metal, you know, like a metallic accent with it, or a piece of glass or mixing the different materials. So I see uh, that could be a very luxurious look that you see in some of the more expensive homes. And also, I definitely see like, you know, like sometimes they have like a glass shower that might have a pattern on it. That's really cool. But I definitely see that even in lower priced homes that a lot of people are incorporating a little nicer hardware for like kitchen cabinets or something like I kind of consider the hardware like a piece of jewelry. So, you know, like adding a piece of jewelry to the front of a cabinet, for instance. So sometimes you see some fancier finishes like that in the higher end homes and maybe just a very plain knob or a pull in a little less expensive home. Other trends I like to see is one of them is the more graphic designs with backsplashes or tiles. That could be a pretty cool trend, but sometimes the design is very strong and there's like, you know, some strong colors with it. So I think that for staging, it's best to do a neutral color, but you can have something very textural and still have, you know, the idea of it, but not like in your face and also have something that people would be very opinionated about. I like to see definitely like the herringbone pattern is really hot right now. So that's definitely, I would say, a high-end look. 
and you can incorporate that in a less pricey house because you're going to start seeing that everywhere. So those are a couple of things I would see are the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. I personally love subway tile. That's my favorite. I think it looks. I mean, it's like in and out. It's like beautiful white. It's uh, symmetrical. I've seen a herringbone can be a pain in the butt to install sometimes too because yes, not rectangle. Yeah. And I was also wondering, have you seen a change in styles? Because I know for a long time, I think everyone was trying to do the whole modern contemporary look. And if you travel to like Colorado, almost every single house is a modern contemporary home. And I saw some, you know, shifts to that whole farmhouse look where it's like a giant big white box with black roofs and black trim. Yes. What do you think is coming up for 2020? Yeah, so I think the farmhouse look is kind of on its way out. So I wouldn't go put that shiplap on your walls anytime soon. And also those big sliding doors on the track. They were kind of popular for a while, but I'm not sure everybody's into that look. I think that as far as Silicon Valley is concerned, you just don't see a lot of people that are really into that country type of feeling, which you get with the farmhouse look. I think people here like a little more of a, uh, what we call the transitional style. So it's not too contemporary. It's not too traditional. It has very clean lines. And so it has a classic style. And what I like about the transitional style is that it works very well with all age groups. I mean, the young folks like it and the older folks like it. So what we've seen in the last few years with interior design and furniture is a lot of the, even the older folks are moving away from really traditional looks and they want to modernize and uh, have something a little more contemporary, but not overly contemporary. I've also found that I've worked with a lot of younger clients for interior design, and they're not really looking for contemporary either. So for Silicon Valley, I think that the best style to stick with is transitional style. So knowing that when we consult on homes that are being remodeled for sale, I always recommend using transitional finishes and transitional fixtures. So it's very, very easy to find, for instance, light fixtures that are transitional. All you have to do is, you know, you go to your Home Depot or your Lamps Plus, or just go online and you just search for transitional chandeliers, for example, and you will find a whole host of styles that are transitional style. So it's very easy to find. But I definitely have seen like a lot of the furniture manufacturers have moved towards more of a transitional look versus going into either extreme of traditional or very contemporary. So I think that's the best style to stick with for Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. And I noticed that a lot of the transitional style, like lighting fixtures have the light bulbs exposed, you know, kind of like that vintage look. Mm hmm. And that brings me back to a question. Do you prefer warm light or daylight light bulbs? Yeah, so I think it kind of depends. Like if you do have that really gray environment that a lot of people are still doing, and there's, you know, I'm not saying nobody likes it. People still really like that style. I try not to do anything too warm because then you have sort of like a yellow gold cast to the light. And then when you have that with the gray and the really cool colors, it doesn't look so hot. So I would go with more of a white bulb 
versus like if you have a warm environment, like say you have some warm woods, you have terracotta, you have like reds and golds in your home, then the warm light looks a lot better in those situations. Yeah, I got into some arguments with some other agents once in a while because they say, no, warm light's better because people feel more cozy and they feel more at home. And I think daylight looks just better. It just looks cool. You know, you're in a sleek environment and somewhere you want to live. And then if you want to move in and be more comfortable, you can always switch light bulbs on your own time. Yes, exactly. I think so. The answer is it depends. It depends on what you're illuminating around you. And I have worked with professional architectural photographers. They actually carry a whole host of light bulbs with them so that depending on the interior that they're photographing, they will switch from, they'll go and actually switch out the light bulbs for cooler colors versus warmer colors. So it's pretty interesting. That that kind of surprised me the first time I saw it. Yeah. And going back to exterior, since you said farmhouse is out, and I was thinking about painting my next project just, you know, white with a black trim. What would you recommend for my outside paint color, my outside trim, and, and and most importantly, the color of the door? Yes. So, you know, that black and white is actually one of the other trends that are coming in right now. So that's a really interesting, you know, very graphic look, right? So I think that black and white definitely looks better if you have a little more of the contemporary look in your exterior. And I always like to have a colorful front door. There's been so many houses that you go to and you have no idea where the front door is. And so painted colored doors are very popular. There's actually a survey that was done, you know, asking what is the most popular door color and red is the number one door color followed by black. Then there's like blue and yellow and gray after that and stained doors. So I do like to have a front door that stands out a bit. And, you know, I think it's more welcoming, especially for your open house. Yeah. I mean, I've heard colors like yellow or turquoise and I'm like, that's a bit too extreme. Yes, I think so in this case. And I actually had black doors on some of my properties. And I remember the first time I did it, I was very skeptical. I was like, this doesn't seem right. A black door, doesn't that kind of like invite death? But no, it looks great. It looks great afterwards. Yes, it does. Yeah. So you want to talk more about staging and like where you're getting your materials from? Yes. So for staging, uh, once again, we like to stick with the transitional style. So we do have some wholesale sources that we go through to purchase our furniture. And also we have a new offering, uh, which we call The Look, and that is our contemporary luxe staging. So that has the more uh, contemporary edge and also some of the luxury touches. So that's kind of an exciting style that we've been doing. doesn't work for every house, but definitely the transitional style is definitely what I call our bread and butter and works for just about everybody. So we do a lot of transitional style. We also have some mid-century modern because we have the Eichler homes out here and I just absolutely love Eichler homes. So we have the Eichler and mid-century inspired type of furniture. And so they have more of a contemporary edge to them. Cool. So how does the whole process work? Okay, so usually uh, when somebody calls me, we can talk to them about the home. And usually what I do is go meet with the agent and do a walkthrough of the home to see what is needed. And basically, once we decide what 
goes where. And also sometimes I'll defer to the real estate agent for some of the, maybe an ambiguous room where it could go several different ways. I'll ask them like, is this neighborhood where you're expecting more younger buyers with kids? You want to stage this with, you know, more kids in mind or is there, are you expecting more of adults just living in this home, especially when there's a two bedroom home? I'm always asking them, what are you expecting for that second bedroom? Because I can stage it for kids or I can stage it more for adults. But most homes have at least three bedrooms. So what we like to do is have a master bedroom with two kids' bedrooms, like a boy and a girl, and make all those homes as family friendly as possible. So once we decide on the strategy for the home, then I take a lot of pictures. I take pictures of every angle and then take that back to the team. And then we come up with a design for the home. And great thing is we have a large team so we can install it all in one day. So we're very, very efficient. And then our photographer comes right in and takes the photos and we are able to turn the photos over within 24 hours and a beautiful video within 48 hours and the flyers within 72 hours. So when people work with us, they really enjoy having one point of contact. So we do have a director of operations who takes care of all the scheduling. So our team is very organized. We've got everything scheduled. Everything is done for the convenience for the realtor and also creating that value. So we just make it as like, we're very easy to work with. And that's what most people say about us. Perfect. And how much does it cost to stage your home? So we have very nice, affordable furniture packages. So we have designed it to go according to the square footage of the home. So which is very different from most stagers who just custom quote every time. So the reason why we did the affordable packages is because a lot of realtors told us that we actually interviewed a lot of our friends who are in real estate before we started the company to find out, you know, what they wanted, what they liked, what they didn't like about their staging companies. And one of the top concerns was nobody ever knew how much it was going to cost. So we thought, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. We think that it should be predictable and also affordable. So we made some very nice packages that include living room, dining room, master bedroom, two kids' bedrooms and accessories for the kitchen, halls, and all bathrooms. And if it has a family room, then, you know, the larger homes, we include that in the package. So our packages start at $17.99 a month, and we have a promotion for two free weeks. And that does include photography and home tour video and free social media marketing also. And as the house gets bigger, then we start adding more things because the house is bigger. And so then the price goes up depending on the square footage. So we have various packages for those homes. And we have staged homes from 600 square feet all the way to over 8,000 square feet. So we're able to accommodate a lot of different people. And what if the new home buyers want to purchase the furniture? Do you guys allow that? Oh, absolutely. So we're a little different than a lot of staging companies in that regard because everything is for sale. And I say, make me an offer. So if they just need a sofa, we can definitely sell them a sofa. Everything's lightly used because, you know, most homes that we stage are vacant. So they can get a nice deal and we'll deliver it for them. So if they're located in the Santa Clara County, we can personally deliver that for them. Another thing that I'm working for, looking forward to working on is we have prepackaged 
I call like an instant home where we have all the furnishings, furniture, accessories, rugs, even the beds with mattresses and dressers. Basically, you can buy one package and have your whole house done in one day and everything will be brand new. And so we'll have various styles, like some a little more contemporary, some mid-century modern, and one of our classic transitional styles, and have a few different color schemes that they can choose from. You know, pick the package you want, boom, it's done, move right in. So we want to make it turnkey, you know, fully furnished homes. That's amazing because I know if you're moving into a brand new home and like it's so empty, it feels so lonely in there and cold. And then you have to go through the stressful like process of driving to Ikea, dealing with the traffic and dealing with that long line and then fixing all the furniture yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I had an Airbnb project where I did that. You know, I had to go with my buddies, go to Ikea, get some stuff from Wayfair and it's a pain in the butt. So it'd be great to just have someone come through and set up your whole place for you. Yes, absolutely. And of course, you know, I'm an interior designer, so it's probably going to look a heck of a lot better than, uh, you know, like a do-it-yourself project. So everything's going to be professionally installed. We'll even get a TV for you if you want. So we've been talking to some of our clients about doing Airbnbs or just fully furnished homes where we'll just get everything for you. So it's just basically a turnkey model. And I think that it will work very well because We have a lot of techies and they work many, many hours. They don't have the time or the inclination to go shopping every single weekend to buy something. And as an interior designer working here for many years, what I see is like seven to 10 years down the road after they've been in the home, they usually have a hodgepodge mess. And that's when they call me and say, you know, I don't know how it happened, but nothing matches. And I'll say, you know, I know exactly how that happened. Because when you first move in, you're like, okay, I have nothing to sit on. I think I better go shopping. And then they go buy and, you know, something and they go, oh, hey, look, that's on sale. Wow. Oh, that's trendy right now. I think I'll buy it. And so for every purchase they make, they don't have a plan. So by the time they furnish the home, nothing goes together. And then they're stuck with it because they spent all this money on it. And they have to wait till it's like broken down or it just looks terrible. And then they're like, okay, I think it's time to hire an interior designer and just get the look I want. So you wouldn't know how many, I've had so many clients that call me because of that. They got so sick of their furniture because nothing matched. It looked terrible, but they felt like they had to live with it. And once it broke down, they got pretty excited so they could start over and they want to do it. That's hilarious because I'm actually in that exact same situation. I have my couch from college and my girlfriend gives me crap for it almost every single day. So one by one, she's like trying to transform my house into something that's more acceptable. At least uh, she's helping. So that's really good. That's a very nice girlfriend. Yeah, she's nudging me in the right direction. And what would that service cost? Yeah. So basically, if you get the package, we'll just charge you for the furnishings. So the design part and the installation part is just, you know, basically included. So it wouldn't be a separate fee or anything. So we think it's just very convenient. And by having several different styles, it pretty much addresses the styles that people like out here. And then they'll know that everything goes together. It'll be the right size. It'll be the right look. And it'll be something they could be proud of for a long time. 
Exactly. And they don't have to worry about shopping and picking and deciding because that takes a lot of mental energy that I think most people just don't want to do. Oh, yes. And I've seen people take, you know, a couple of years just to furnish one room. And I do see a lot of, you know, the techies, when they go shopping, they get completely overwhelmed because there's so much choice, right? There's tons of choices out there. And there are also people that have hardly any time to go shopping. So then they feel like, oh, let me just buy something, right? And once they buy that one thing, they're not always that happy with it. And then they can't find anything else or not really know how to make that work with other items. So then it just, once again, becomes that hodgepodge mess. And when it comes back to staging your home to be put on sale, let's assume this is not a flipper. This is someone who actually lives in the home. Are there some no-nos that home sellers should be like should not do when they're trying to put their house on the market? Yeah, so I do say it's not really a no-no, but it's definitely easiest if they stage it and they're not living in the home. That's something that people don't always think about because when the house is staged, then they don't want to feel like they have to touch anything or, you know, they have to move everything back. You know, they're cooking in the kitchen and then they have to put everything away. So I think for their well-being and their just comfort, if they could move out, that would be the best thing because I have personally moved 15 times in my life. So I know how stressful it is to, you know, have your house on sale, people coming in and out, and you're trying to keep it all nice looking. So living in the home is pretty tough when you're selling it. So I think that's like one thing, if they can move out, that's the best thing. I think also with some of the older folks, like the baby boomers, for instance, sometimes they think that, okay, I have some very nice furniture and I spent a lot of money on it. So why don't we just use my furniture? Well, the problem is that it's about 40 years old and the styles have changed drastically in the last 40 years. So sometimes it takes a little convincing to tell them, yes, you know, we think it is beautiful quality furniture. However, what we're trying to do is, you know, depersonalize and attract the most number of buyers and get you the highest price. So we should put in things that most people like, and that's that transitional style. So a lot of times the older furniture that they have or heirloom type of items that they're very proud of is not the right thing to keep in the house. So I see that a lot because they just feel that it's, you know, what's wrong with it? I love it personally, right? I think another thing that I see is home buyers kind of get confused about the difference between staging and custom interior design. So a lot of times they think that, you know, when we come in that we'll do a very personalized design for them personally and their particular taste. Well, that doesn't usually help sell the house, for instance, right? So that's a big mistake that a lot of people have where they think that everything will be according to their style. And sometimes, you know, you see some really weird stuff out there And they think it's great, but we all know, the realtor knows, I know that the buyers are not going to go for it. So they should really take the lead from the realtor who is an expert in their market, as well as a stager who has done many stagings and know what works and what's current. Yeah. And I've seen from all the properties I look at during the broker tours, some people like to leave their family photos up on the walls. Or they like to leave like their shrines of their religious articles on there. And I feel like that's a bit, you know, they should, they should probably remove that stuff before showing it to the public. 
Oh, absolutely. That's usually the first thing I tell them is to take out all the family photos. And they usually are kind of surprised to hear that. But, you know, what then I explain to them that, okay, when you put the house on the market, you kind of have to get into that mindset. It's not really your home anymore, right? You're trying to sell this thing. So if you put your photos on the wall, then anybody coming in doesn't think it's their home because you want the buyers to think, oh, this is my home. But they see your photo and they're like, oh, okay, that's somebody else's home. So this just kind of sets the wrong mindset for the very beginning. So that's one thing that sometimes surprises people when we say, take out your family photos and your, you know, all your personal trinkets and things like that. Exactly. All right, Dora, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any final tips to give to our listeners before we end our show today? Yeah, so I think the best thing, of course, is always to listen to your realtor because they usually have some really great suggestions. They have a lot of experience selling in the area, so they know what's working. And also take the advice of your stager and don't take anything too personally. Sometimes they think we're you know, talking about their personal taste or criticizing it because we're asking them to move some things out. We're all here as professionals to help them get the highest price and sell the house as quickly as possible. And we've got a lot of experience doing that successfully. So it's always about knowing that we have their best interest in mind. And once they accept that, then it becomes a very smooth process. And the whole thing ultimately is very successful. Perfect. And how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so they can find us all over social media, but I can be reached on my cell phone at 408-396-2129 or by email, which is my first name, T as in Tom, H-O-R-A, at 365staging.com. You'll also, if you just put 365 staging in your search bar, you'll find us on Facebook where we have all the latest open houses with our current clients and Instagram. I love to post on Instagram, lots of beautiful pictures and inspirational ideas. Also, we have a YouTube channel. So just search for us as 365 staging. And I have some interior design tips on there. I have staging tips. We're also interviewing home improvement experts to help you get the house ready for sale. So we'll have a lot of really nice topics on our YouTube channel, Yeah, like Twitter, Pinterest, we're all over the place. So we're easy to find. Nice. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, take care. Here are some of the key takeaways from this episode. Dora gave us some great design choices for colors and material to use on our rehab projects. Gray on gray on gray is going out of style. And it seems like the transitional design trend is getting very popular in the Bay Area, especially for techies. You can see examples of it on Pinterest and Instagram. When you put your home on the market, make sure you use a great staging team to make the home look the best and to get the highest price for your project. Dora and her team have staged over 1,500 houses over the past three years and can help you make your project look amazing. Make sure you give her a call if you have any staging needs in the Bay Area. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find the show notes and other episodes on our site, everythingrei.com slash podcast. If you live in the Bay Area, join our meetup group where we meet up twice a month in San Jose at meetup.com slash everythingrei. And if you thought this was a great episode, let me know what your key takeaway was and share it with a friend who's interested in real estate investing. Thanks and have a great day. This was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating. It will only take a second and it'll help a lot. You can contact me at sean at everythingrei.com. That's S-E-A-N at everythingrei.com. Thanks and have a great day.